this is Seth Rodney. I am speaking to you from Newburgh, New York, where I live. It's a quiet Sunday, and this is my note for the American Age podcast. <clears throat> my voice may be a little bit off today. I'm getting over a cold. I am also not feeling well for other reasons, social ones. Uh, the Supreme Court recently overturned the Roe versus Wade decision of, I think it was 1973, thus ending federalized protection for abortions for the most part uh, across the U.S. Although there have been laws and statutes chipping away at that right ever since the landmark, landmark decision was reached. I want to connect this up to the conversation that Travis and I had in the last episode of the podcast where we talked about underdogs. I think that one of the myths, one of the persistent myths about uh, the political, the makeup of our political spectrum in the United States is that somehow the, cons and, the con and this is a myth that is promulgated chiefly by conservatives and, I suppose, their libertarian uh, soulmates, uh, that the myth is that conservatives are, they have been the underdogs. Um, this links up to the conversation that Travis and I had about underdogs and about regarding uh, people who are underdogs uh, in our, our culture's tendency to regard people in, who are seen as underdogs in a better light than they do the empire or the oppressor. However, I wonder how politically things will work themselves out in, in mainstream media. Uh, uh, and that includes places like Fox News and... Uh, uh, Joe Wilkins' podcast. I wonder how people will respond to this moment when obviously conservative concerns are being ratified and policies being changed in their to their benefit. Uh, I, I just don't think that it, it makes sense anymore to talk about. Um, uh, uh, conservatives as being underdogs. I don't, I don't think it ever did, but I, I think it'll be rather obvious now that that's just not tenable. It's just not, it's not, it just doesn't make sense. So will we see liberals as, um, will we, will we see liberals now as, as underdogs? Will we see the people who are progressives as underdogs? And what will that mean for the way the rest of the country, the, and I think uh, here I think of the part of the country that's really afraid of or fed up with or wary of any sort of uh, party-based politics. I wonder how they will feel about voting or they will feel about uh, canvassing for certain politicians or for certain parties or for certain uh, statutes and uh, referendums. I don't know. Uh, I know that I feel like it's a really dark time and 
this is a moment where I'm reminded of talking about The Handmaid's Tale and some podcast long ago, and Travis respectfully poo-pooed the idea and thought that uh, we weren't anywhere close to establishing a kind of religious theocracy where the rights, the agency of women are um, routinely abrogated uh, by law. And it feels like we just took a step in that exact direction. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Um, I know I've always thought of women and people of color here in these United States as underdogs. And as critical as I am of particular members of these groups, uh, I recognize that their uh, status in the larger culture is really precarious, and it's just been made more precarious. I wish I had better news. Well, that's me signing off. Hopefully, I'll catch you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is uh, C. Travis Webb, editor of The American Age, and this is my note on last week's podcast um, when we discussed uh, sports and sort of, you know, kind of sports narratives and, um, you know, some of the ineffable aspects of sports, you know, in spite of uh, the largest payrolls, oftentimes you can't buy a winning team, although it's also uh, not, uh, that's not entirely true, right? I mean, obviously, um, our, our sound engineer reminded me um, uh, in after editing last week's uh, podcast that one of the reasons that uh, the New York Yankees are so despised uh, outside of New York uh, and even inside of New York, if you're a Mets fan, um, is uh, that, you know, they essentially can buy, um, you know, they can buy championships or can buy, certainly can buy championship contention. Um, that was true, um, certainly of the Dodgers uh, most recently, though it took them time to consolidate that, which, so, you know, money gets you in, in the running, right? It, 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 it gets you in the race. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I think the Oakland A's too, I not to have two thoughts at once, but it, it can't necessarily buy the whole thing for you, at least not consistently, not always. Um, you know, I think of the Oakland A's who really, you know, had some of the best management in baseball for a number of years, but couldn't quite bring it home. Very small market. Um, you know, in some ways it's a sort of David and Goliath uh, story uh, that sometimes you know David wins. Um, most of the time, not though, right? Most of the time, Goliath wins or or injures David so badly that it doesn't matter if he wins. Um, I, that's not really what I wanted to talk about today. I don't have a long note, um, I, but something occurred to me earlier today when I was thinking about what I was going to say because you know it was a you know it was a pretty self-contained conversation. Um, and, and honestly, my, my sports, um, uh, I'm just not up to speed on sports the way that I used to be. 
I've never been a rabid sports fan, but uh, but certainly have fallen in and out of of following different teams over the years, uh, primarily Los Angeles teams. Although weirdly, it was a pretty uh, serious fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a number of years from the time when I was a kid because I liked Pirates, even though we grew up in California. It's obviously a silly reason to like a team, but, um, you know, when they were like, you know, I think they owe in 15 or one in 14 or something like that, but, and certainly followed them through, you know, when they had Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and everything, but I've kind of fallen out of, of following sports very closely. I'm sure I'll fall back into it at some point. Um, but the thing that occurred to me is what a great comfort sports are for people who follow them and what a great comfort a sports season is um, because seasons come back, right? I mean, this is the thing with seasons is that, you know, the summer returns, winter returns, fall, spring. Um, it always comes back around and, you know, you sort of map this human contest over the seasons and you end up with a sports season. Um and there's always next year, right? Maybe you had a terrible, maybe your team had a terrible season, injury prone, rebuilding season, you know, chemistry, bad coach, you know, uh, disappointing goalie, whatever it might be. Um, but there's next year, right? There's always next year. It always comes back around again. And there's an, always another chance to get excited about what might happen in the next year um, and sort of endless pontificating um, on sports shows about what might happen next year. Um, how might we do better? How might we win? How might we just spoil? How might we suck, right? Um, and if you identify really strongly with a team, even though the, the season, the year is filled with disappointments, uh, it comes back around again, uh, and there's a chance to to do it all over. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a, uh, for me, a, a kind of uplifting thought, especially with all the kind of madness, you know, the whole country exploded again because of Roe v. Wade. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll end up talking about it on the podcast. And um, it just the intensity with and 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 Roe v. Wade's a serious it's a serious decision. I mean I'm I'm not undermining it. It is a serious this is a serious decision. Um it's a, it, there will be real will be real consequences for um this uh the Supreme Court overturning it. Um but there's also a lot of you know kind of hair on fire hyperbole going on uh right now. Um, which, you know, anyway, I don't, I don't want to add too much more to it. I don't want to go off on a long tangent, uh, at least not right now. I'll wait for, uh, for my friends to do that, uh, with Seth and Steven. Um, but I just wanted to say that today I thought about what a comfort it is, um, that the fight comes back around, right? Your team has another shot next year. Um, it's a lot like elections. Elections come back around. Um, you got a chance to, to change things up. So, uh, as always, thanks very much for listening. 